in episode 512. This is a solo episode, so you have me all to yourself today. And I'm going to be sharing with you how I manifested my dream home. I'm giving you a life update. I'm going to be sharing with you how I successfully weaned my daughter with ease and grace. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek insight into my current daily routine, plus so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide, Comparisonitis, and Time Magic. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hello, beautiful friend, and welcome back to the show. And if this is your first time here, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. I'm grateful that you're here. And I'm so excited that we get to spend some time together. So I recently opened up on my Instagram and asked you guys, what you wanted me to talk about, what questions you had for me, what you wanted me to do a solo episode on. So today I'm going to be answering some of your questions. You guys wanted a current daily routine update. I love hearing about people's daily routines, morning routines, night routines. I love hearing about it. So I'm going to peel back the curtains on my current daily routine because this is always evolving. It's always changing. If you go back to previous episodes, There may be elements of those where I share my routine that I still do today, but there might be elements that are super different because, you know, I've gone from a child who has three sleeps a day to two sleeps to now on one sleep. So everything shifts. So it's always evolving. It's always growing. It's always changing. So I want to give you a current daily routine update. I want to give you a little bit of a life update. I want to talk to you about manifestation and so many other awesome things. So let's dive right in. I'm going to start with a life update. What's been going on in my life? So at the time of recording this, it is April, and this has been such a huge month for us. We moved house. And for those of you that have been following along, you will know that we are currently building our dream home, our dream wellness sanctuary. And if you follow me on Instagram, make sure you go and check out the dream home highlights. And I'm going to be talking about and sharing the whole process of what it takes to create a toxic-free home wellness sanctuary, which is what we're doing. The theme of the home is Zen Mediterranean. We are so excited. So we are literally at the start. We have just knocked it down. It is so exciting. And the reason we knocked it down was because the house that we bought, it was not our forever home. It only had three bedrooms. We want to have more kids. We need offices, all of those things. So we decided to knock this house down and build our dream home. It's in our dream location. And now we've just got to put the dream home on it, the toxic-free dream wellness sanctuary. And I will be taking you guys along the entire process. I'm going to be interviewing some of the experts who are involved in this build with us on the podcast. I'll be sharing everything. So don't worry. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and you subscribe to the podcast. And you can subscribe to my newsletter, melissaambrosini.com, so that you never miss anything, all of the updates. We're going to be talking about everything, like toxic-free paint, toxic-free products, furniture, everything. It is so in-depth and we are so excited about this. It's awesome. So I digress. We moved house, so we are renting now. We are renting for however long it takes to build our house. The builder is saying it'll take a year. So we are renting, we have moved, and we absolutely love where we are renting. So when we decided, okay, we're going to knock this house down, and when it got closer to that date, we realized, okay, we have to start looking for rentals. And so many of our friends are looking for rentals at the moment, and there's a common narrative going around, swirling around, and that is there's no good places. They're all riddled with mold. Everything's too expensive. Good luck trying to find it. This is like what people were saying to us. And Nick and I were so steadfast in our 
vision of the type of rental we wanted. We knew exactly the suburb that we wanted to rent in. We knew how much we wanted to spend and we knew the type of home that we wanted. And so we just stayed really clear with that vision. And guess what happens? So one night, Nick's like, okay, we should probably start looking for a rental. So we jump online. We find this house. We found a couple actually online that we were like, okay, let's have a look. When are they having their open homes? Let's go look at them. And he found this one and he instantly just sent an email off to the agent. And a few days later, he went and saw it, had the application ready, gave the application that day. And then the following day, we found out we got it. It was so effortless. The first place we looked at online, the first place we looked at in person, the next day we got it. It was completely effortless. And I truly believe that we manifested that. And I'm going to tell you how we manifested that. And I also just want to encourage you that if you are looking for a rental or if you are looking for a home to buy right now, don't subscribe to the narratives that are swirling around, the negative narratives that are swirling around of, it's so hard, it's so expensive, you're never going to find anything good, all of that. No, stay connected to your vision. So this is how we manifested this dream rental. And you know, the builders are like, oh, it might take longer than a year. And I'm like, I don't even care because I'm so happy here. I love this place so much. We have so much land, we have a veggie garden, we have our own fruit trees. And where we a building, we don't have that much space because it's right on the beach. So we've gone a little bit inland and we have land here now. We have fruit trees, we have banana trees, we have a veggie garden. And so that's one of the pros of moving a little bit further back from the beach that you can get more land, but we are building right on the beach. And so we don't have the space for massive fruit trees and big veggie garden. We'll have a little veggie garden, but not a huge one. And you know that's one of the pitfalls, I guess, of a smaller block. But we're choosing to live right on the beach. And that is super exciting because we love the beach. We go to the beach every day. Nick is a mad surfer, absolutely loves it. So for us, living on the beach is just heaven on earth. So how did we manifest this? The first step that we did, and I talk about this in my books, and I've spoken about it so much on this podcast. The first step to manifestation is getting crystal clear on what you want, exactly what you want. And in this situation, how much you want to spend on rent or how much you want to spend to buy the house if you want to buy a house. So get crystal clear. You can't manifest what you desire until you are crystal clear on what it is you actually want. So we got really clear. We even wrote down the suburb. We wrote down how much we wanted to spend. We wrote down what we wanted, how many bedrooms. We literally got exactly that. So the first step to manifesting your dream home or whatever it is that you want, get really super clear on what it is that you actually want. Write it down, spell it out, be crystal clear for the universe. That is the first step. The second step is that you have to make sure that your subconscious mind believes it because there is no point in getting really clear on what it is that you want and telling yourself that I can have this. But if deep, deep, deep down your subconscious mind is saying, that won't happen for you. This is ridiculous. Who do you think you are? If your subconscious mind does not believe, like truly believe and own what you are saying, then it won't manifest. It may not manifest. So make sure that your subconscious beliefs are in alignment with what it is that you want. So catch yourself out. And, you know, if you're in a critic, if you're in a mingle saying, no, that won't happen for you, who do you think you are? There's no good houses out there, whatever it is. You really do need to address that. You need to address the subconscious mind. You really need to believe it with every cell, every fiber of your being, right? So first step is you get really clear on what it is that you want. You believe it. And then you make sure that your subconscious beliefs are in alignment with that and they believe it. And then step three is you take 
action. You take daily inspired action. You show up. So the first thing you would do would be get online and start looking at properties in this situation. And then you would email the people and then you would go and see them. You know, those steps, that's about taking inspired action. You don't just get crystal clear on what it is that you want. You don't believe it and make sure your subconscious believes it and then just sit back and fold your arms and do nothing about it. You take daily inspired action every single day. So that's my little quick rundown of my manifestation formula. Step one, get really crystal clear on what it is that you want exactly. And then make sure that you believe it. your subconscious beliefs are in alignment with that. And then you take action. That's the third step. Take action every single day. So that is how we literally manifested this dream rental. We are so happy here. We love it. We both have separate offices, which is such a game changer for us because the house that we just knocked down, which we were living in for about 10 months, we didn't have separate offices. It was really stressful. It really affected my mental health. I was working in our bedroom, which is not good. You know, it's not good. It was really affecting my mental health. So I am so happy that we're here. We've got more space. Oh my gosh, it just makes such a difference. And it really highlighted to me how important our spaces are, which is why I'm so excited that we are building our dream home. It is just so exciting. And I will take you guys along for the ride for the whole journey. So don't worry about that. So that's one thing that has been happening in my life. What else has been going on? April is by far my favorite month. It's my birthday month, Bambi's birthday, our wedding anniversary. We had our nine-year wedding anniversary this April, which was so exciting, so beautiful. Next year, 10-year wedding anniversary, we are going to do a huge party. We're going to have a beautiful party with all of our friends and family to renew our vows and to celebrate our love and hitting 10 years because I just think that is such a beautiful milestone. And I am of the thought that we should celebrate everything, absolutely celebrate everything. As you guys know, if you've read Time Magic, life is so precious. It is so sacred. And we really do need to celebrate all of these milestones. So if you guys have any cool ideas of 10-year wedding anniversary party ideas or anything like that, send me a DM. I would absolutely love to hear your ideas. And if you have had your 10-year wedding anniversary, let me know what you did. I would love to hear. I'd love to see photos. Send me photos. I want to know. I love love so much. So send it over. Tell me what you did and give me all of your ideas. So that was something that we celebrated this April, which was so exciting. I also love April because it's Easter, which means lots of yummy chocolate, raw vegan chocolate. Yum. It's holidays. Leo is always here, which is so fun. And it just means lots more family and friend time, which is always the best. So I love April. It is by far my favorite month of the year. I'm not sure if you're the same. Let me know. Send me a DM if April is also your favorite month of the year. And let me know one thing that has really lit you up this month. I would love to know. So some other really big news for me this April was that I weaned Bambi. Oh my gosh, I get emotional even just saying it. So my goal was to always breastfeed for a minimum of two years because in Ayurveda, in traditional Chinese medicine, the World Health Organization, they all recommend minimum two years of breastfeeding. And so that was always my goal. But to be honest, I always thought that I would go longer. I thought I would go longer. I thought I would just go until, you know, it just stopped. And we kind of did do that. But, you know, I had to do a few little things. And I want to talk to you about how I weaned so effortlessly and so gracefully. So the reason why we did decide to wean when she hit two was because really exciting news. I want to go and redo Holy Mama and go into trimester zero again for baby number two. And in order for me to prep my body, mind, and soul, which I talk about in Holy Mama for baby number two, I need to do some detoxing. 
So I recently did my big five labs with Dr. Stephen Cabral, and I talk about this inside Holy Mama, these big five tests. These are the five tests that I recommend every female and male do before they have a baby. So I recently did these and I share the exact five tests in Holy Mama and I'll link to them in the show notes for you. So I did these five tests and there was a few things in there, like a little bit of mercury, tiny, tiny bit. So I needed to do a heavy metal detox and I needed to do some gut cleaning and just a few little things, right? So you can't do those. You can't take some of these herbs that I'm currently taking whilst breastfeeding. So I needed to make the decision that if I wanted to start prepping my body for baby number two, I needed to wean Bambi. And so I'd always thought, okay, minimum of two years. So I'll get to that two year point and then we'll wean and then I will start prepping my body for baby number two and working with my physician, Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's been on the show many, many times. And he is inside Holy Mama as well, guiding everybody in there to prep their body, mind and soul for conception. And so I started working with him. I started doing all of the things and I am so excited for this next chapter. However, let's go back to the weaning. So I cannot believe how effortless, graceful and blissful the weaning process was. I've heard horror stories about weaning. I've heard it's very emotional for the child. It's very emotional for the mother. It can take months. I have heard all sorts of things. So here's how I did it. And here's how I did it with ease and grace and playfulness even. So about a month before she turned two, we started saying to her, when you turn two, there's no more booby. You don't need booby anymore. And when you turn two and the little puppy dog, the little toy puppy dog comes, that's when you don't need booby anymore. And so we started planting that seed for her. And we'd just say it very lighthearted. When you're two, you don't need booby anymore. And when you're two and the little stuffed doggy comes, you don't need booby anymore. And we just say it very lighthearted, very playful. And so then I would ask her, what happens when you're two? And she would say, no booby and smile and say it so cutely. Oh my gosh, melt. I would just melt when she said it. And so the reason we got the stuffed dog involved, and this was a toxic free, you know, fully organic cotton toy dog, was because she is obsessed with dogs, absolutely loves them so much. When we go to the park, when we go anywhere, she wants to pat every single dog. She wants to hug every single dog. She'll say, mama, cuddle, mama, cuddle. And she wants to go up and cuddle every single dog. It's so cute. So that's why we gifted her or wanted to gift her this little dog. And so we started prepping her, emotionally prepping her and saying these things. When you're two, you don't need booby anymore. Okay. So I was still feeding her to sleep. I was feeding her to sleep at lunch when she would go for her sleep. And then in the evening, I would also feed her to sleep. So in my mind, there was a part of me that's like, how on earth am I going to do this? How on earth am I going to do this? Because I would feed her and she would be asleep in five minutes. And it was so easy. And I was like, how am I going to wean? And so I had worked it up into my head to be this big thing. I was like, how on earth are we going to do this? But I just kept on saying, when you're two, you don't need booby anymore. When the toy dog comes, you don't need booby anymore. And she would just laugh and just say, no booby, no booby. And it was so cute. And so as it was coming to the time and I was like, oh no, I was feeling a little bit emotional. And then the night before she turned two, so that night before we had our last feed and I fed her and it was beautiful and she fell asleep in my arms. And as I left her bedroom, I bawled my eyes out. I sobbed. I sobbed. I sobbed. I sobbed. I wrote her the most divine, heartfelt letter, sharing with her how much I loved feeding her, how beautiful this past two years together were, how much I loved stroking her forehead and singing to her and holding her hands and snuggling her and 
kissing her and how precious that time was and how sacred that time was and how I just absolutely loved it so much. And I'm so grateful that we got that time and that my body could do it. And I just expressed all of this to her and wrote her a beautiful letter and sealed it. And I've put it in her book. I've created a love book for her, which has got beautiful letters in it from before she was even conceived in there. And I'll give that book to her when she's a bit older. So I put that letter in her love book. And after I wrote that letter, I went downstairs and I fell into Nick's arms and sobbed. And I cried so hard. One of those deep, really deep cries. You know those ones? Those really therapeutic cries. I cried and I cried and I cried and let it all out. And he just held me so beautifully, held space for me so beautifully. And I was saying to him, I just love her so much. And I'm so sad that chapter is over. And by the way, I should fully interject this. And that is, I was only feeding off one boob because the other one dried up a year before. The milk had dried up. There was probably a tiny little amount that she was getting. So it was time. It was really time. She was ready. I was ready. Well, emotionally, I wasn't ready, but physically, my body was ready. And so as I was held by Nick and I said, I just love her so much. And I said to him, I'm so sad that that chapter is over. And I loved that chapter so much. It was one of my favorite chapters of my life book. And he said to me, you know what, honey, the beautiful thing about a chapter being over is that a new one is about to begin. A new chapter is about to begin. And let's get excited for that one. And that one is baby number two. And so I exhaled, I allowed myself to feel all of those emotions and allowed myself to also feel excited for the next chapter. And so the next day when it was her birthday and she turned two and she got her little doggy and we celebrated her being two and when it was time to go to sleep at lunchtime, I said to her, now that you're two and the little doggy's here, you don't need booby anymore. And she was nodding. And I said, would you like mama to tell you a story or to sing to you instead? And she said, sing. And so I laid next to her and I sung to her until she fell asleep. And now that's our little routine. That's what we do. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And she doesn't ask. She's never asked since. And it's such a beautiful new ritual that we get to create together and do together. And so I am just like in awe of her. And something that Dr. Golly said to me years ago, Dr. Golly's been on the podcast. He's also one of the experts inside Holy Mama. He said to me, let her show you how brilliant she is. We underestimate how amazing our children are whether that's with sleep or eating or routines or weaning, whatever it is, I think we go to the extreme. Oh my gosh, how is this going to be? What's this going to mean for our family? What if there's like a meltdown, whatever it is, but let them show us how brilliant they are. And that was such a perfect example of me letting her show me how brilliant she is at this and how ready she was. And I'm just so proud of her. I'm so happy. And this is such a big thing because I have absolutely loved feeding her, absolutely loved feeding her. It has brought me so much joy. And so if you are weaning or if you are coming up to that time in your relationship with your child, you can start planting that seed now and talking to them about it. And then replace it with a new routine. Replace it with something else. And I've also found that toddlers, they love choice. So we give Bambi, and they don't want 15 choices. And that's something that you really need to know is that you don't want to give them too many choices. But we will always say to Bambi, 
Would you like to have a bath with mama or would you like to have a bath with papa? Would you like me to sing you a song or would you like me to tell you a story? Would you like an apple or would you like a banana? So we always give her two options with most things when it's appropriate. And that empowers her and gives them autonomy. And it's really, really beautiful to watch her growth and development with just giving her two options to choose from. So give them an option of what they would like to replace that with, a book, a song, a story, back tickle, whatever it is. Whatever new routine you want to create for you and your child, do that. And if you have any other weaning questions or tips, send me a message on Instagram and I will do my very best to help and support you. But just remember to be kind, to be gentle with yourself. And also that when we wean, the mother will go through a very big dip in hormones. So to be extra kind, to be extra gentle, to be extra soft and loving with yourself. And so if you plan on weaning at a certain time, up your self-care, pull out your self-love menu and up your self-love and your self-care that week that you wean, that two weeks after you wean, really take care of yourself and love on yourself and be soft and kind and gentle and clear your schedule and just go to bed earlier and take care of yourself. Because yeah, emotionally and hormonally, it's a big thing. So take care and just know that you're doing such an amazing job. You are incredible. So that has been really big for us and also really exciting. You know, this is the first time in three years almost where I have full autonomy over my body. And I loved being pregnant and I loved breastfeeding, but I'm like, wow, okay, just a new level of freedom, right? And as this next chapter starts doing my body prep, my body, mind and soul prep, redoing the conscious conception module and entering trimester zero in holy mama, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm getting ready. I'm priming my body, my mind, and my soul for baby number two, and I'm so excited. And if you want to come and join Holy Mama and join me on this journey, just head to holymama.com, W-H-O-L-Y-M-A-M-A.com. Come and join us. So the first module is all about conscious conception, and then you move on to the VIP Mama, which is about pregnancy, and then empowered birthing and postpartum, and then conscious parenting. It is a complete holistic program that integrates the body, the mind, and the soul into every area of this motherhood journey. So I will be going back and doing it, which I'm so excited about. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a heavy metal detox right now. I am taking all of my supplements. I'm working with Dr. Stephen Cabral to get ready and get primed for baby number two. And I'm doing holy mama. I'm going back through all of the modules, all of the videos so that I can prepare for baby number two. So that's been super exciting. Let me know if you are on this conscious conception journey right now. If you are in trimester zero, send me the word mama on Instagram and I will send you all the details for holy mama and get you all of the awesome bonuses that you get when you enroll. So come and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And then in terms of Nick, oh my gosh, so many exciting things happening for him. He has been selected to record a program for studio.com, which is kind of like masterclass. I'm not sure if you're familiar with masterclass, but it is incredible. So studio.com is for musicians. So he is working on that at the moment. It is so awesome. He's had to fully turn one of the bedrooms here into a recording studio. So he's been doing that, which is awesome. And he's got so much epic new music coming out. Make sure you follow him on Spotify, Nick Broadhurst, so you never miss a new song. We have been listening to them constantly. Whenever we drive, I always say to Bambi, would you like some music? And she says, Papa's songs, Papa's songs. So she always says Papa's songs. And I say, which song? And she always says, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a song that starts and goes, yeah, 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 at the start. And so she always asks for that. It's so cute. So make sure you check out his Spotify and you will never miss any new songs that come out. There's so many new ones coming out. They're awesome. I don't want you to miss them. Follow him on Spotify and on Instagram, Nick Broadhurst. So you can follow along on all of his music adventures. So that's a little bit of a life update for you guys. I want to share with you now my current daily routine, all the things that we do to stay healthy and happy. And I share this knowing that I am in such a unique position. I live a very privileged life. I live in a very privileged country. And I know that some of the things that I'm about to say, people don't have access to or don't have the means to have them. And so I know that I'm speaking from a very privileged place. And I hope that you can just take what resonates, leave the rest, try some of these things on, do what feels right and true for you always. Okay. So let's kick off my current daily routine. And it truly starts the night before, right? It truly starts the night before because what I do the night before preps me for a successful next day, a day that flows with ease and grace, right? So I'll start in the morning, but just know that when I get to the end of the day, that is what sets me up for an epic day the next day. Okay, so I wake up naturally without an alarm. And that is anywhere between four and five, anywhere in that time frame. Sometimes it's earlier. Sometimes if I go to bed super early, I might be up at 3.30 in the morning. But usually it's between four and five. I'm up at that time. I love getting up that early. For me, that is the best. I love it. I am such a morning person. I love getting up whilst it's still dark. I love getting up before everyone else. While everyone is still sleeping, the house is dark. I love it. It is my thing. I know some people, it's not your thing. For me, I love it. So I wake up naturally and I roll over and I grab my Bond Charge red reading light because that is my torch that I use to get downstairs. So I roll over. Well, before I do that, I take my earplugs out and I take the tape off my mouth. So I tape my mouth closed every night. So you want to be a nose breather, not a mouth breather. When you breathe through your nose, you are in parasympathetic, rest and digest. When you breathe through your mouth, you're in sympathetic, fight or flight. So if you are prone to opening your mouth when you sleep and being a mouth breather, you want to tape your mouth closed. Nick does not have this issue. His mouth is closed all night. For me, I don't know, my jaw, I'm not sure, but it'll open if I don't tape it. So I tape my mouth. So the first thing I do, I wake up and I may lay there and repeat my mantra for a little while. If it's super early, I might lay there for 20 minutes and just repeat my mantra, my Vedic mantra. And I might say what I'm grateful for. Then I take my earplugs out and then I take the tape off my mouth. I roll over. I grab my red Bond Charge reading light that is usually clipped onto my book and I make my way downstairs. And I use that. I don't turn on any lights. You don't want to turn on any lights if it's dark because you will confuse your body. If you start putting on blue lights, you will confuse your body. It will be like, what's going on? We want to gently and softly wake up your body, right? Gently and softly. So I walk downstairs, I go straight to the bathroom, I go to the toilet, then I scrape my tongue, which is an Ayurvedic detox technique. I scrape my tongue, I brush my teeth, and I wash my face. Then I will go straight into a room downstairs and I will meditate. I'll grab my phone and it's still on airplane mode and I will put a 20-minute timer on my phone and I'll meditate. After I meditate, I will pray. I do a prayer, the same prayer every morning. I'll do a prayer. I'll read an affirmation. I will journal in my Holy Mama journal. And 
After I've done that, I will go and drink lots of water, lots and lots of water. This is when I take my supplements that I'm currently taking for the protocol that I'm currently on. And after that, I will go into our shed. We have a shed here. We have a garage and we have a shed. The shed we have converted into our gym and we've got a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in there. So I will go in there and I will do some sort of workout. So I've just started doing strength training Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on the other days, I might do five or 10 minutes on the rebounder. And then I will do like a 15 minute Pilates video. So for me, I don't like working out for long periods. I used to love working out for like 45 minutes or an hour. I don't like doing that anymore. For me, since becoming a mom, and as you know, in time magic, time is so precious. So I will do a 20-minute workout, and it starts with a five or a 10-minute jump on the rebounder to stimulate my lymphatic system and to get my lymph moving, right? And so I will do that. Then I'll do a little workout. After that, I'll go back inside the house. I might take some more supplements, drink some more water, and I'll start prepping any breakfast stuff that I need to prep for Bambi and just do some things around the kitchen and have a shower. And then at seven o'clock, I go upstairs and I get Bambi up. And oh, I forgot before I do this, I always go and put my feet on the grass and look up to the sky so my eyeballs can get in that sunshine, that vitamin D, and to wake up my system. So to regulate my circadian rhythm. So I do that by earthing on the grass and then looking up to the sky and regulating my circadian rhythm, telling my body it's time to wake up. It is daytime. So I do that. And then I will shower before I go upstairs at seven o'clock to get Bambi. And when I get her, we have a little play in her room. Sometimes we're crawling around pretending to be dogs and barking and pretending to drink water. We'll do whatever she wants to do. So we'll stay up there and play up there for a little while. And then eventually she'll say she wants breakfast or I'll say, would you like to go get breakfast? And her favorite thing on earth is bananas. And so we have banana trees. So I'll say, would you like to go and pick a banana off the tree? And she is just running down the stairs. So excited. And so she just runs to the top of the stairs because she is so excited. So we will go downstairs. I'll get her changed. We will go downstairs. She has warm, clean, filtered water with lemon juice. And I always try and get that into her first just to rehydrate after her sleep. And then we will go and pick a banana off one of our trees if they're ready. If they're not ready, and we have none on the trees. We just will get one from the kitchen that I've got from the markets. And we have breakfast together. It's really beautiful. I love it. We sit down. Papa, 98% of the time is with us. The only time he is not with us for breakfast is when he might have an early call with one of his producers who lives in the US. So that's the only time he wouldn't eat breakfast with us. So we sit, we pray over our food, we give thanks to our food. And we have breakfast together and that's beautiful, beautiful time together. There's usually dolls and dogs and all sorts of other toys that join us for breakfast, which is really fun. And after breakfast, I get her cleaned up and we spend time together, her and I playing. We go and water the plants. We water our vegetables. We clean up our vegetable garden together. We put on our gumboots and we fill up our watering cans. I have a big one. She has a little one. We water everything. And we spend some time in the garden. We'll play. We'll do all sorts of fun things together. We will brush our teeth. And that is mine and Bambi's special time from like 7 till 8.30 or 9 o'clock-ish. And then, you know, around that anywhere between 8.30 and 9, depending if I have a podcast interview or what I've got on, she goes with her nanny at, yeah, so say around 8.45. She goes with her nanny for just over two hours and they are playing, they're having the best time, they're painting, they're doing Play-Doh, they are having such a great time. I love listening to them laugh and they're just running around having the best time. So our nanny is French and she speaks to Bambi only in French. So Bambi responds to her in French. It's really beautiful, so beautiful. 
that was something that we wanted to gift our children is another language. So having a nanny who speaks French is just such a gift. So she teaches us French as well. And Bambi just loves her. She is obsessed. And at dinner time, around the dinner table, whenever I ask Bambi what she is grateful for, her name is Tiff, her nanny. Tiff always gets a mention. I don't even get a mention. Like how, how sad is that? I don't even get a mention, but Tiff always gets one and Nana always gets one. So, oh, well, you know, I know I'm loved. I know I'm loved. <laughs> and so they're playing, they're having fun, they're doing their thing. And so that's when I do my deep work. That's when I dive in, I do my deep work or what I call time magic tasks, TMTs. Time magic tasks are your three most important tasks for the day. These are the needle movers. These are the things that are going to bring you closer to your goals, to your dreams, to your vision. These are not responding to emails or social media messages. They are not time magic tasks. So I'll work out the night before what my time magic tasks are for the day. So I'll write down three time magic tasks between you know, 8.45 and 11. That is what I do. That is what I do. I'm in my office. My phone is on airplane mode. I am in focus mode. Sometimes I'll have podcast interviews at this time. Sometimes I will have holy mama calls at this time. And other times it is when I'm doing my time magic tasks. I do not have meetings in this time ever. This is my most important work. And then at 11 o'clock is when our nanny leaves and is when I finish my work for that time. And I'm in mama mode. So I will go and get Bambi and get her lunch ready. And I will prep any lunch that needs to be prepped. And we will go and sit outside in the sun together, reading books, coloring in, playing hopscotch, eating doing all these fun things together. And we just sit and have a beautiful time. I'll read to her while she's eating, which she absolutely loves. And we just spend that time together. That's from 11 till about 12, 15. That's also when I have my lunch. I have my lunch with her. And it's just such a beautiful time, really beautiful time to sit together and to bond and to chat. I absolutely love that magical time with her. Sometimes Papa will come and eat with us depending what he's doing, if he's recording or if he's on meetings. But if he does have the time, he will come and sit with us, which is also really beautiful. This is when usually all of us are naked as well. So we're getting vitamin D. We are getting sun on our bodies. So the three of us are usually naked in the backyard, eating, playing, nude. So if you are my friend listening to this, if you come over or pop in at that time, just be warned that you may see all of us nude in the backyard. So we get some vitamin D, which is really beautiful. And I talked to Bambi about vitamin D and how important it is. And she's just the cutest. She goes, vitamin D, vitamin D. Anytime the sun comes out, it's really cute. And so we do that. And then at 12.15, I say, Bambi darling, it's, it's sleep time. And so she will literally stop what she's doing and start walking up the stairs. And I get her ready. She has a little sleep suit. I get her ready and she goes in her cot and I lay next to her and I'll ask her whether she wants a song or a story and I'll have that time with her and I lay there until she falls asleep. And she will usually fall asleep at about five or 10 minutes. And then once she's in a deep sleep, I leave and I come downstairs and I've got from 12.30 till 2, which is how long she sleeps for, to do some more work. So that is what I'm doing right now. I'm recording this podcast in that exact time block while she's upstairs asleeping. I've got the baby monitor next to me. And this is when I can do some more work. This is when I can do meetings, more of the emails, that sort of thing. Not so much the deep work because I've done my deep work in the morning. So this is when I can do some other things. This is also when, you know, I might book an appointment if I need to go and do an appointment, but I usually just stay home and work during that time. And then at two o'clock, which is very soon, I will go up and I will get her and she will come downstairs. We will have some afternoon tea together. And then the whole afternoon is Bambi and mama time. We may go to the beach. We will go to the park. We might do some errands. 
We might catch up with some friends. We have the best time. Bambi and Mama, we might go get a coconut. We just have so much fun playing. That is our time together. And then we're home for a five o'clock dinner. So I'll come home a little bit earlier, get anything ready for dinner. And we all sit down at five o'clock for dinner. We say gratitude over our food and we all go around and say three things that we're grateful for, which we absolutely love doing. And I actually should also mention that we make breakfast the night before. So we do overnight oats. So when I wake up in the morning, breakfast is already done and I've written down what we're having for lunch and dinner. We usually always have the same thing for lunch and dinner. So if I'm roasting sweet potato, I'll roast enough for lunch and dinner. If I'm doing chickpeas, I'll do enough for lunch and dinner. If I'm doing broccoli or a salad, I'll do enough for lunch or dinner. So I'm not having to cook multiple times a day. I'm just cooking once. And our nanny, Tiff, she's amazing. She'll also help like cutting things up and might put some sweet potato in the oven and things like that as well. And so the night before, I write down everything we're going to eat the next day. So it's all there. I don't have to think about it in the morning. And so after we finished eating, we clean up, we do the dishes. We run the bath. Bambi's usually playing in the kitchen and we usually have a little dance. And this is when I will write down and start prepping the next day. So I get out just a little piece of paper and I write down what we're having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If we're having chickpeas or lentils, I will soak those. I will make our overnight oats. I will soak some almonds if I'm going to make a homemade almond milk the next day. So I literally have planned out all of the food for the next day. Our nanny also has, who helps with some house stuff as well, which is so incredible. She also has a list from Monday to Friday of things that she can do. So like on Mondays, wash the towels. On Tuesdays, vacuum. Wednesdays, mop, whatever it is. So she knows on certain days, there's certain things that she needs to do. And so that's super helpful. I don't ever have to tell her, oh, today, do you mind washing the sheets? I don't ever have to have that conversation with her because it's all mapped out in a little book that is open on our kitchen bench. Next to it is what we're eating for that day. So she can come in at seven o'clock. So she is here from seven till 11. The first two hours is helping around the house. Second two hours is with Bambi, teaching her French and all of those fun things. So she doesn't have to actually ever ask me, would you like me to cut up sweet potato? I've written it all down for her. So she comes in And she can see, okay, they want sweet potato, chickpeas, and a salad. Cool. I will cut up the sweet potato. I will put the chickpeas in the instant pot and I will make them a salad. So it's all there, ready to go. We don't even have to have a conversation about it. And so whilst we're cleaning up after dinner, I write all of that down. I prep. The house is always put away. It's always immaculate when we go to bed. So during the day, there's toys everywhere. I don't care. I just let Bambi run wild free, let her do whatever she wants in the day. I don't worry about cleaning up multiple times a day. I just do it after dinner and I get her involved. We have a little cleanup song that we do and she'll sing the cleanup song with me and we clean up everything, put all of the toys away and then we will go upstairs. All of us will go upstairs. Everything's clean. All the dishes are put away. The dishwasher is on. Everything is ridden down, ready for the next day and the house is perfectly clean. We go upstairs at about six o'clock and we have our bath. Usually Papa and Bambi have a bath together and I will have a shower or sometimes I jump in the bath with them. Just depends if there's maybe some other little work things that I just might want to check in. So I might have a quick shower and then go back down to my computer and do a few little work things that I might need to do. Or I will jump in if I don't have to do that and I'll spend the time with them playing in the bath, which is so much fun and so beautiful. And so we have a bath that usually goes from around 6 till 6.30 and then we get her out of the bath and then we're in her bedroom reading, tickling, playing, being dogs, spending that time together. And then she goes to sleep at seven o'clock and I will sing her a song or tell her a story and she goes to sleep very quickly, beautifully, easily. And it's just such a dream. And then usually I'll go back downstairs and Nick and I might need to finish off a few other little work things, but then that's our time to get into bed. We chat, we connect, give each other a massage, you know, whatever. And we go to bed super early. Like we are usually asleep between eight and 8.30. For us, we love that. 
so much. We don't have a TV, so we don't watch TV. And, you know, maybe on a weekend, once or twice a month, we might watch a movie. But I mean, it takes us three or four sittings to watch a movie because I fall asleep in five or 10 minutes. And so, yeah, we don't really watch a lot of TV. We don't have a TV, but, you know, we might watch a movie occasionally. So we'll get into bed and we spend that time together chatting, connecting. This is our time, you know, and sometimes we'll just sit in bed and talk for an hour or massage each other. And it's just such a beautiful way to round out the day. And we'll read and we have our blue light Bond Charge glasses on. We have our red Bond Charge reading lights that we clip onto our book. So when the sun goes down and when we need to turn on lights, we use the Bond Charge devices, the red lights in this house. We don't turn on any of the overhead lights. This is a rental, so they don't have red lights here. They have blue light, which you don't want in the evening. So in our new house, we are doing circadian lighting, which I'll tell you all about, which is incredible. And so we won't need to worry about wearing blue light blocking glasses or using the little red lights because we'll have it in our whole house, which is so awesome. So until then, we have to use the little Bond Charge red reading lights that you clip onto your book and our glasses. And then I usually fall asleep way before Nick. So I will roll over, fall asleep, say goodnight, and he will probably follow maybe 15 minutes after and we go to sleep. And I love sleeping in a cool environment. I hate being hot. If I'm hot, I wake up. Last night, I wore too many clothes. I was hot and it interrupted my sleep. So I track my sleep with an Oura ring. And for me, it just cool environments, not a lot of clothes is where it's at for me to get the best sleep. Also, um, not drinking too late in the day, not eating too late, not eating too heavy or too much at night really does allow me to get a much better, deeper sleep. So that is my current daily routine. Will it change? Yes, it will. And right now, this is what is working for me and what I love. And I hope you got a little bit out of it. I hope you got inspired. Maybe you want to try some of the things that I've mentioned. We talk about all of these things in Time Magic, in the health hacks and the everyday longevity chapter of the book. So check it out. And if you have any questions, let me know. But I really hope that you got a lot out of this episode. And I hope that you, whatever you are manifesting in your life right now, comes to fruition. I truly hope it does. I'm sending you guys so much love. Thank you for being here. Please come and tell me on Instagram what you got out of this episode. And don't forget to subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will just pop up in your feed so that you never have to go searching for an episode. Thank you for being here. You are amazing. I am so grateful and I will see you next time.